Welcome to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey, where we explore the rise of feminine energy in life, leadership and business. This podcast is for you if you are a leader in business and corporate and you're struggling to find meaning in what you do and how you engage your team. So join us as we talk all things leadership, strategy and culture and how we value both the feminine and the masculine in men, women and society at large to make a difference in our workplaces. Today, we welcome back Nikki from Evergreen Coaching, which is always a delight. And we're going to be talking about what is success. So traditionally, success is actually quite masculinely defined. It's things like wealth, status, power, moving up the career ladder. And we want to explore a different way or looking at a feminine way of what success could be in life. And just start exploring this concept of masculine and feminine energy and how they intertwine in our lives and when we're looking at like hitting goals and success. Mm. So I think let's start with this whole concept of or the metaphor of the ladder because it seems mm. to feature so highly in people's perspective of, well, how do you move up a company? What's the corporate ladder? All of these things. So, yeah, what's your perspective on all of that, Nikki? Yeah, I think it's a really uh, important topic to have a look at because it has been somewhat ingrained in us that to climb the corporate ladder, uh, you know, we were just having a conversation earlier around this ladder, this, yes. this imaginary ladder and actually how it is such, such a fitting analogy and how it fits into a very masculine approach of success. Because when we think about climbing the corporate ladder or climbing the ladder in any business, it means that we're really focused on, for example, the direction that we're going we can only be focused on a certain uh, aspect or mm. point of view you know if we think imagine we're walking up a ladder we can't actually see the perspective a holistic view of what other opportunities there could be around like there's so much that we're missing out on because we're only focusing on what we think what we deem to be success in that moment mm. there are something just in that intro as well that came up as for me as you were saying that is how we define success in terms of wealth and money and power and and it is very masculine and you we hear so many stories of people who have success in (laughs) in that way yet they're not holistically happy Mm. but the other thing i think we need to talk about here is defining what successful or effective communication looks like Mm. because you know i think that there's a sense of to be um, successful in our communication with our teams it's to be direct and aggressive and not uh non-emotional almost um you know and, and and how does that actually contribute to our overall success as well i think that's really tightly linked yeah and this the ladder analogy for me is is so interesting because as you said it gives us what we call foveal focus Mm. it's like you can literally only focus on one hand in front of the other and making sure your feet are in the right place as you move up yes and i think analogies and metaphors work so well for us in life because we when we've got narrative or pictures it actually helps us more but sometimes that also hinders us Mm. and i think this corporate ladder one is one of those ones that hinders us Mm. so if you think about the ladder um, pretty much you can only focus on what's there right in front of you. Um, no, it's rare that somebody can come up beside you mm-hmm. on the same ladder. They can only be coming up behind you. And then you said, oh, but they could have a ladder next to you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you push each other off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I've got in my mind, there's, there's all these imaginary ladders and people climbing up them. Or if somebody's in front of you on the ladder, you know, it could be that you've got to push them off mm. or somehow scramble over them to get ahead of them. Like there's this real race. And I, I definitely have seen and experienced this in different business and corporate environments 
environments where it is that tall poppy syndrome, but let's it's pulling people off the ladder mm. or pushing them or tipping it over or whatever it might be. And there's also this fear there as well, I think, around um, I've got to stay on the ladder and if I move, I'll fall Ooh. off. Yeah, So instead then of embracing, and we'll talk, you know, I'm sure at a moment around, well, if it's not like that, how can it be? Mm. But instead of embracing that, well, what happens if you let go of the ladder? Yeah. What could happen if, in fact, it wasn't just one step in front of the other and climbing over each other and pushing people off and making sure people are behind us, not beside us? Um, if we let go and free fall, where could we end up? Mm. Yeah, interesting. Mm. And I think as well, with the the ladder and the moving up in in corporate it is a triangle Mm. and so not everybody can get to the top in the Mm. way the current environment exists and if we're all fighting for that place we're actually we're really encouraging these dysfunctional masculine behaviors Mm. of over competitiveness power plays um like pushing each other off the ladder that sort of thing yeah and so where the the system and the the thinking that we're promoting to people is actually uh, making that happen um so we were thinking, well, how else would you describe it? Because always, in my 20s, I loved the ladder. I don't like the ladder anymore. I've, I've completely changed my perspective on all of that. And so there has to be another way. Um, mm. I really love Sheryl Sandberg talks about the jungle gym. Yes. So she wasn't really talking about it in terms of, um, like, we are in feminine energy and competitiveness and things. She was more saying that be prepared to sidestep, to swing, to jump, to do all these other things to mm. build your career. And I quite like that perspective of there's sideways movements, there's mm. up, down, there's swinging off to another area. Yeah. And I think that's a really good metaphor. Um, I like this new concept or concept that's being talked about more right now, which is more about the portfolio career. And so when we look at executives of the future, uh, their their career is more likely to be like a patchwork or a portfolio yep. of experience so that they're bringing in all of these different um, soft skills as well as good, solid uh, work experience as well. And it might be that they've had different types of executive roles, they've gone out and consulted, they've got board experience, mm. um, and they've done all these different things that adds up to this portfolio. So I think that's where we're heading. Yeah. But I think we have to be prepared for something along the way to help all of this, which I term rebirth. Yeah. So I I look at success as how do we keep rebirthing or when we need to in a way that helps propel us forward or furthers learning and growth for us. Mm. So I don't know, what's your perspective Mm. on rebirth? Yeah, I like it. I think it's, um, it's certainly a new concept, um, or maybe it's not so much new, but it's something that, that needs to be talked about more and and challenges our way of thinking. Because the other thing that that's come up for me when you were talking about that is this stepping back. So you mentioned taking a step back. Mm. Does it actually have to be a step back? Because how often either in your own career or, um, somebody that you've seen or somebody in your team, there's a step back again, inverted commas moment. Yet from doing that, you've experienced something or you've built a new skill, which Mm. is this jungle gym that you actually look back on. I know this for me, I look back on things and go, wow, I'm so glad that happened because now that's made me better at what I do now. And if that hadn't have happened, even though in the moment, maybe it wasn't my ladder plan or it was (laughs) painful, it it was painful or it felt like a step back. Um, In fact, it's really served me well. So one thing I think about this concept of rebirth again, is that it's not, it's not everything is completely new. It's what are the things that you can hold on to that have served well, and then you let go of the stuff 
the expectations, the um, the pressure that we're putting on, or maybe sometimes it's let going of that was the path that I thought I must, I had to take. And in fact, because sometimes people will get so focused on that, it might not even be the right thing for you anymore. Yeah. So let go of it having to be that and embrace this concept of cycle. I think rebirth is, is for me when I hear that, it's about this new cycle of life. Mm. And, you know, we hear about this, if we go a little bit into what some people would say, the woo-woo world, um, <laughs> We like maybe, the woo-woo, don't the we? Woo-woo, we like a bit of woo-woo, absolutely. Um, the cycles of the moon or the seven-year yeah. cycle, or if we have a look at it from, uh, you know, the perspective of a snake shedding their skin, there's a lot of this already in life, but do we apply this to our working life as well mm. um, and find your version of woo-woo that makes sense to you yes, yes. <laughs> we like trying to bring we, a little bit of woo-woo into corporate like yeah. yeah exactly it's a really nice mix <laughs> I think I remember back in my uh mid to late 20s I think I had my first uh acknowledged rebirth moment mm. so if I look back then I was really focused on doing well at work and wanting to move up the ladder really mm. quickly wanted to get all of the package benefits that go with all of that and I did really well by the age of about 26 27 Mm. and had a moment of like oh well what's what's now what's next like what else is there and I remember I've always had a passion for creative writing and I'd sort of let it just sit at the back and never really thought oh what can I do with this and um after I had my what's next moment at work, I went and I thought, I really want to try creative writing as a thing. And let's see if I can actually make anything of it. Or if I don't, can I just enjoy it? And so I went to my bosses at the time and said, I want to go part time because I want to spend a day a week writing. And they they all looked at me like I was bonkers because wow. I was in a mathematical role as well. I was yes. like commercial <laughs> type role. And, um, and they... And I'd been on all the talent maps that organizations do, you know, I'd always been this high achieving, high profile person that could do, you know, move up the organization. And the comments back to me were, oh, well, if you go part time, you're basically telling us that you have no ambition and that you don't want to be part of this anymore. And I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually have more than one thing I want to get done in life and I want to have the time to explore that so it was one of those moments where I actually ended up really standing up for what I wanted out of my life Mm. so it was a real rebirth moment Mm. because I hadn't done that before and I was trying to just balance this creativity versus work that I also really enjoyed but how did I somehow balance that in life Mm. and they said to me oh you're going to have to step down you're going to you know you can't manage the team anymore and we had lots of interesting conversations but in the end I just stood my ground about Mm. what I wanted and I ended up still leading the team like part-time made sure the systems and processes are in place to manage and I got to experiment with this other part of my life yeah now then people always say to me so are you published like there's a ladder to this as well (laughs) and I'm like no I'm not but I really enjoyed experiencing that and playing with it and maybe one day I will be but I'm okay if I'm not yeah and that was my first rebirth moment I think or one that I recognize yeah. And I think the thing with that, you know, we've talked in the past as well about, and I, I am a big believer in start with the end in mind and look at outcomes, etc. However, again, there needs to be a bit of a balance or flow rather around that. So it's almost like well, there's no outcome. You're not published. What yes. was the point? <laughs> right. Which is a part of this whole 
that yeah, has to podcast be, yeah. this, you, it's about it's about realizing in ourselves and sharing with others that sometimes the experience is the point yes sometimes the experience journey. the journey and again they're cliches but cliches, are cliches <laughs> for a reason everybody so you know maybe that's what the purpose of that was and also in the future who knows you'll look back and go right that's why that happened. Yeah. You know, we might even think we know the purpose of it now, but we don't until later on in life. Yeah. So, you know, it sounds like a part of that rebirth is also finding your voice. Yeah. And wouldn't you agree? I know for myself personally, um, as I grow on and go grow older in life and a little bit more experienced, there's always these different points of rebirth, which could be finding my another new voice or another new passion. Mm. And it's kind of like breaking the chains of, you know, when we think about kids, there's this freedom yes. that they can do and be and say and whatever they want. And then we have all the social expectations and from family and friends and society. And it's then, you know, rebirthing could actually be, well, hang on a second. For some people, it might be and again, we hear about this. Actually, I don't want to do this profession. This was something that my parents expected of me. Yeah. Or I placed an expectation on myself because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. So finding our voice as we go along, which won't just happen once, and it will happen many times. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think because I look back at that time, and yes, I had great moments with the creativity and the writing because mm. I loved that. But I think you're right there in that the rebirth moment or the learning and growth moment for me was standing up for what I wanted out of yes. life and not living up to the expectation that um, that if I was part time, then I couldn't contribute to the organization. Yeah. And the other expectation that tends to go with it is that, well, you can go part time if you're if you have kids. Yes. Uh, but you can't go part time to do anything else with your life. Now, I do think the world is shifting. This was mm. a long, not, not, well, a while ago. I'm so <laughs> old, too- a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do think the world is shifting a bit. But this, this perspective of balanced life, it, it's not necessarily work-life balance, like how many hours yeah. do you do at work, how many hours have you got home. It's not necessarily that. It's the, do you have the opportunity to explore all of your potential? Yes. And I'm wondering whether rebirth is those moments where you find that you there's a bit of potential that you haven't seen in yourself before and you want to bring it out again or I don't know, something I like that. I love that. I love that. And that could then be professionally, personally. It may it may interlace between mm. the two, but it could actually be, you know, and in fact, we talk about corporate ladder um in a work component or but but what about the ladders that we're placing on ourselves in other areas of life what about even things like uh, let's use a different example around for example exercising and eating healthy (laughs) right like i there's certain exercise that i love like cycle with like soul cycle type you know dancing on a bike it's amazing it's so much fun (laughs) um and i really enjoy that but i've always thought and i'm not a huge i've never been like a really huge exerciser and because i've always felt like there was only one way to do it yeah and that didn't fit me that didn't suit me now that i've found this other really fun way of exercising I'm embracing it I've let go of the ladder of only this way or no way Mm. to go well now I can I feel much more holistic in my health and well-being or um, you know I don't know I guess yeah that that's another perspective isn't it is it that we have these ladders up in other areas of our lives which the ladder represents the expectations that we place on ourselves or other people and therefore we do yeah and it's that um, the ladder is giving certainty in a way that isn't necessarily serving us absolutely it's that unresourceful and and it's where we talk about security and comfort it may feel like that for a little while but then it becomes very uncomfortable Mm. and very uncertain so this concept of letting go of the ladder 
Mm. And if we, what would happen? So we would fall into rebirth. We would fall into a new cycle. There is a bit of uncertainty there, but it's also probably the self-trust to know that whatever that looks like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's where the really functional mm. certainty comes from. It's yes. that self stuff, that inner stuff that says, yeah, I've, I've got this. I can yeah. handle stuff. I think... So I'm wondering, how do we know when we need to let go? Mm. How do we know it's a moment for rebirth? Because I, yeah, personally, (laughs) and I describe this to my husband in this way sometimes, like some, for me, it feels like when energy flow is constipated. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, I have moments in life where I'm going, oh, the energy around this thing, whatever it is, feels really constipated and stuck. (laughs) And I need to move something or make something flow or take action or do something that actually shifts the energy. And I can see it in my head of this swirling, muddy stuckness. I need to let it... A brown colour Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) We're all seeing that now. (laughs) We're talking about and our and metaphors yeah. um, and, but then when it starts flowing oh it changes colour <laughs> but it it just feels different in in us mm. and so I, I so I now know to look for these, those constipating moments <laughs> I don't know what's yours, what's yours yeah oh my god I'm just thinking of constipation um, so no I absolutely agree with you and, and the, the other thing for me I think is uh, the way that I sometimes recognise that because I agree, it's a moment of stuckness. Mm. Um, and it's almost like sometimes it's like you're running into different dead ends. So, for example, challenges or issues will arise around a certain thing. So um, if it's – and I've, I've got a real-life example recently around, you know, where I'm living at the moment, living there for a while, really beautiful little area. But then there's all these challenges coming up with the neighbors or this or that. And I'm like, why is this happening? Mm. And then what I've realized is I'm on the edge of a rebirth moment in terms of it's time for me to upgrade where I live and make a move, you know. Like it's served for the last six years um, and it's been wonderful and now it's time to look at what's the next step there. So it could be this internal feeling of I'm stuck and what's that energy. Mm. It could be that you're noticing external things happening around you that are like a slap in the face and, and it's just a challenge and then you look at it and go, wow, this is what's happening. And interestingly, when I realized this just in recently, all of a sudden some of the problems that, uh, that I, w- I was working through surrounding that sorted themselves out. Oh, is that so that's the flow. Yeah. Um, the other way that I sometimes can tell internally is I now understand and am continuing to learn about myself <laughs> to understand what my trigger points are. For example, and this may sound really silly, if I'm waiting for a coffee, if I'm at a cafe and like I'll be in a rush, I'll get really impatient. And all of a sudden, somebody not making a coffee quick enough... <laughs> is a trigger point because I get really frustrated. So internally, now I recognize that and I go, hang on a second, this obviously has nothing to do with the coffee and the poor person that's making the coffee because they're lovely. Uh, What's going on internally for me? Something is not sitting right. Mm. I need to look at, is that just an in-the-moment thing? Am I not not, um, managing my you know time and day effectively? Am, Am I not giving myself time and space to create some flow? Or is it something bigger because there's other things that are creating this dissatisfaction or frustration it might not even be that deep yeah does that make sense yeah so so i talked about the internal feels there that for me about energy you're saying there's these external stuff starts to happen and mm. they trigger mm. and i think the other one is when something you're facing something with deep fear so something mm. happens in life and deep fear occurs 
And I know that I don't make great decisions when I'm in deep yeah. fear. So I always try and shift myself or give myself time or whatever it is I need to shift to make the decisions when I'm feeling in love and trust, not yes, in deep fear. Absolutely. And I think they're rebirth moments as well. So yeah. I've faced a couple of things this year where I like go straight into, oh my God, what is going to happen to my life, to everything? And it's yes. like deep, deep fear. Yeah. And in those moments when I can work through that, understand what I'm truly afraid of, because it's never the thing, it's always mm. something else, you know, and then work through those moments and get myself to trust and love to make the decision. Mm. That to me is a huge rebirth moment. Yes. Because I've just completely switched around the neurology and the emotion. Yeah. And I, I can't say I always stay there. Sometimes I go back, but then yeah. I go, look, you remember you've done this before. Yeah. So I think there's those moments when you're facing your biggest fears that you mm. can help rebirth rather than the the other energy is pushed through mm. and so i'm thinking there's a like one of them is a rebirth and a and a flow feeling and one of them is i'm just going to push through this and we probably need a little bit of both in life yeah. but there's probably i think we're taught to push through more than the other which mm. i don't think is always good for us i don't mm. know what do you think about that yeah, I definitely agree. I think there there are moments, so perhaps it's about the way that we push through mm. because we it, it's that whole feel the fear and do it anyway, which is, it's, it's interesting the language around that as well because we still need to, and it's embracing it instead yes. of pushing it. Yes, okay. So absolutely you want to come from a place of love and trust because we are in a much more resourceful, beautiful state when we do that. Um, the fear is never going to disappear. And that's the other thing we need to realize. So instead of trying to hide it, mm. like we've talked about before or ignoring it, it's still going to be there. <laughs> we need to dance with it and embrace it and then move through it or with it with love and trust. So it's almost, I think for me, not about one or the other because it still may be there, but the perspective of that fear mm. changes because fear also is there to keep us safe yeah and we don't want to remove nor could we ever but we don't want to remove it we need to learn to almost um love or at least respect fear for what it is mm. and if we can move through it and use it as a guide with love and trust then in essence we may be pushing through it but it's not in a pushing not way pushing up the ladder it's way. not pushing <laughs> up the ladder and it's not because pushing also um it instigates this feeling of I'm going to push and then I'm going to be exhausted mm. or I'm going to be broken once I've done it or I'm going to be like, oh, the weight of the world. But if we can dance with embrace and work with fear, with love and trust, there's this infinite amount of energy that will come with that. Mm. Oh, yes. yes, yes, I like that. I like that too. I think it's um, this this ability to fear can be the the trigger or the thing that gets you to notice stuff or mm. it can be a motivator or a yes. driver yes but i think that the the state and decision making has to come from yes. love and trust absolutely so that maybe the rebirth moment and the growth moment is that how you bring those two together to fuel yes. you in some way absolutely. that absolutely makes sense to me because also when we look at fear or adversity or adversity or challenges they are usually the biggest moments yes, of growth that we true. have and if we look back on life the moments where we go wow that was a defining moment or a rebirth moment you know that's essentially what's happening there. Mm. So I think we've just nailed it. <laughs> well, yeah. The rebirth Just moment. nailed it. What's That's it. Rebirth? That's yeah. what it is. It's, yeah. it's the bringing together of that fear and, and, um, the, and but being in that state of love and trust in order to move forward mm. as opposed to denial and ignoring it and, you know, not embracing it at all. 
so we'll, and staying stuck. Or really. staying stuck, yeah. What would be some of the techniques that you would use to help you move mm. through? Because you've learned some interesting things recently. I certainly have. <laughs> I certainly have. So I've spent an incredible four days with Tony Robbins and his team <laughs> down at Unleash the Power Within. And I, um, I did that a couple of years ago. Oh, oh it's amazing. Yeah. It really is life changing. It really is. And I think um, probably the biggest thing that I took away, there's so much, but you know, what, what we're talking about here is changing our state. Mm. It's changing our state from focusing on fear, what could go wrong, all those yucky things, to love and trust and embracing uncertainty and trusting ourselves. And, the, and there's a triad that, um, that they talk about that we learn. And if we can focus on these three things, and even since the um, event, I've really been focusing on these three things and I know that it works already. So I'm very excited about my future. <laughs> I was already before, but now I'm like, wow, there are no superpowers. Yeah. Superpower. So the superpowers that we're going to share today, the three things are be aware of your physiology. So think about when you're in a state of fear or um, stress or anxiety or overwhelm, usually where our body language is hunched over, we're looking down, there's this down state. Mm. So think about how you can come into an up state. Even as I'm saying this, you, you can see my yeah. body language is like down, now I'm up. Because he talks about the degrees of certainty of the sternum, doesn't yes, it? Yes, the two millimeters yeah. and just the difference of this certainty and easy ways to do this. Put some headphones on and play your really loud, your favorite song and jump around, you know, go outside and look up at the sky. Literally just that will help you change your state. Um, you know, dance around just your body language, mm. very simple couple of ways that you can do that. The second thing is you focus on your, what you focus on. <laughs> so have a look at what you're focusing on. Are you focusing on worst case scenario? Are you focusing on the fear? Instead, focus on what would it feel like if I was in a place of love and trust? Yeah. What would it like? Let's say, for example, if just a very simple example, you're nervous about a client meeting or some kind of a meeting. Instead of focusing on what you're nervous about, focus on that client thanking you at the end of it. Yeah. You know, focus on what other clients have said, like that kind of That's thing. A, so focus on something resourceful. Yeah. And then the language. So what are you telling yourself? Yeah. Are you telling yourself, oh, this is horrible. This sucks. I hate this. Well, you'll get more of that. Or are you focusing on this is a moment of growth for me? Mm. I'm going to embrace it. So it doesn't even have to be fake positivity. Yes. But it's changing your internal dialogue. So your physiology, what you're focusing on, and your language. And honest to God, those three things can really help you move from that place of fear, embrace fear, and come from that place of love and trust. That's my tips. What about That's you? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think um, he is another Tony Robbins model. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think he talks about the three S's. So state yes. is one of them, uh, story and mm. strategy. So when we're going through changes or we're going through challenges, a lot of the time we focus purely on the strategy, which mm. is what do I need to do to get through this? Or um, what are the actions that I need to take? Whereas if we go deeper into story, we can understand, which goes to the language piece, goes to understand how do we talk about this thing or about this thing for ourselves. And then state, which is that's yes. it, like how do we phys physiologically hold ourselves and how are we turning up in the world? Yeah. So a lot of the time I go to what story am I telling? What state am I in? And then think about the strategies to Great. get through. But all of this leads to this moment of learning and growth, which I think is this piece around rebirth. I think mm. this success for me is how how I approach rebirth how I get through mm. those moments of adversity mm. and that I think brings this portfolio of life together rather than just like going up the ladder and focusing yeah. on that and I, I, I truly believe that in the corporate world if we can help people 
Like we, we both want to work with organisations that make a difference and yes. that's really critical to our value set yes. as well. And I think part of that is corporates helping their people understand this so that their learning and development shouldn't just be about can they do their job better? Yeah. can be, you know, can they be, how do they help them be professional human beings? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so funny because whenever I'm doing um, any of the, the workshops and masterminds that I, that I do with salespeople or leaders, we always have a joke that this course or this mastermind workshop could be called being a great human being, <laughs> yes. how to be an effective human being, Cause, because that's what it ultimately comes down to. And we've got to take this holistic approach instead of this linear one view. This is the only way that success can be. And we're more and more and more we hear uh, people who have the money, the wealth, the power say, you know what, it's actually not all that it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And there's so much more and it's this rebirth, it's this cycle. And then if we can have the wealth and you know the money on top of that, A, we'll probably really create positive impact in the world yes. through what we're doing and we'll enjoy it a lot more. And so will the people around us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as always, Nikki, it's a brilliant conversation thank whenever you. we get into this. I know. Thank you for having me again. I love being here with you. I think what you're doing is incredible. Um, and this, this message that you're getting out to the world, I'm very honored to be a part of it. Oh. So thank you so much, Beck. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nikki, for joining me. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you on this podcast. You are truly our super special guest. And if you'd like to connect with Nikki and find out more about what she does, her website is evergreencoaching.com.au. And she is absolutely passionate about working with businesses to break down the stigma attached to sales. And her mission is to inspire growth and better business. She also has a Facebook page called Evergreen Coaching, where you can pop along and say hello. Thank you for listening to the Captivating Leadership Podcast with Rebecca Livesey. If you enjoyed this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a review as this helps us spread the message and keep the conversations going. If you'd like to find out more about Rebecca's work, go check out her website on AchieveLeadSucceed.com where you can sign up to receive her ebook on the five C's of feminine energy and a video of Rebecca talking about leadership and feminine energy. And we've also got a Facebook group where we talk about all things leadership and culture, particularly around masculine and feminine energy. And that's called Captivating Leadership. So you're very welcome to join us there too. See you soon. Mm-hmm.